get notifications, and stay updated every time I post a challenge podcast by hitting the subscribe button. Thank you all, and hope you enjoy. Yeah, no problem. What's up, everybody, and welcome back. I have a special guest who a lot of you have wanted to see on here for quite some time, Kellyanne Judd. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> again, that I was a little late for this. Get yeah, it. no problem. I'm glad I could uh, get you on here, and I don't know if you've heard about it lately, but CBS All Access is like a big thing now. They um, actually got a bunch of shows on their uh, little platform they got going on, and the challenge in real world is one of them. But there's obviously a catch here because when fans were scrolling through the uh, seasons of the real world, they came to a little bit of a stop and a gap in between the seasons, and they saw that uh, real world Sydney wasn't on there, so they were a little disappointed. I know. I'm actually kind of disappointed on that one as well. Um, MTV Australia has has that one, so they have all of our rights. You have to. I, I've had people tell me there's a way to get it here, but I'm not sure. I don't think it's as easy. Yeah, I was, that's something I kind of wondered about for a while because it feels like all the other seasons are like more accessible than Real World Sydney. And I felt like uh, your season, The Real World, at least from what it seems by many people, is kind of like the one, one of the ones that uh, <laughs> still has people talking and they like. So um, I was kind of surprised to not see it on there. Yeah, it was a good one. I mean, as far as The Real World goes, it was pretty entertaining. So was it your goal to get on TV, or was it kind of just like a snowball effect? Uh, no. Um, I always wanted to be an actress. Reality TV is not that. So I never really watched reality TV. Um, and, you know, I got on when I was 20 years old. And so very young for the show. Um, and so it, it, it wasn't, I guess I'd use your uh, snowball effect. My sister was... We listened to it, like the radio station had it on, and it was, this is when radio was popular. And they were like, um, you know, hey, MTV auditions for the real world, come on, you know, down. And it was at a bar, couldn't even get in. And, <laughs> and, um, and my sister was like, you should do it. And I was like, oh, I don't know, you know, like, do I want people to see me lose my mind? <laughs> she was like, you should just do it, you know. And I, and I so I at first went in just to appease my sister. And I didn't really think I'd get called back necessarily. Um, and when I went to, uh, to the audition, I had been partying the night before, you know, and I was wearing the same outfit and doubt I put any makeup on. Um, but I had like the same hair, the same everything from the night before. I don't think I looked wrapped or anything, but I definitely didn't look my best. And, um, and yeah, it was actually not, it was a long process, but it, uh, felt very natural for me to get on that show and I remember right at the very end right before they said like you know you're in I I, I was in a fight with my boyfriend and I'm like yelling you know just like Aah! I was losing my mind and I remember like I had this aha moment of like no really like you don't want people to see you like this this is bad you're going to be hated around like all of America and Australia and uh you should probably not get on the show um but I went and it was actually really, really amazing because um, you're able to learn a lot about yourself. And sometimes you might not like what you learn. Uh, but for me, since I was already so hard on myself, it was like I actually realized that I was a lot better than I expected. 
was actually really good for me. <laughs> was it scary then? Like, obviously, going there, I'm sure, had to be a little overwhelming. But then, like, maybe coming back after filming, like, to, like, I guess you could call it, like, the real, like, life that you were living before going on TV. Was that scary, too? Cute question. I like that. Um, yeah, I think it was scary getting on because I wasn't sure. You know, the first person I met was Kahada, and he has this really strong uh, not Texas, I'm Texas, Georgia accent. So I, an awful lot of this, and he was, I, I was like, are these actors? You know, like I wasn't sure if like I was being placed with actors, and um, and then of course you know you're gonna pick your nose and they're gonna film you doing it, you know, and, and so everything was a little scary, and the, but quickly, like, for me at least, within the first 24 hours of being filmed, you start to forget, like, the first 24 hours, like, they're in your face, I mean, they're as close as they can be, it's not like down the challenge, really, because there's so many more people, but the first 24 hours, it was like, like, they're taping you constantly, and you're going, what, why are they taping me so much, like, I'm wake, I wake up to them in my face, you know, and you're just like, geez, I'm making a sandwich, and they're in your face, and it was ridiculous, you know, but then you get used to it, and you're just like, no, this is how life is, life is a camera on you, and they start asking you about, like, every detail of everything you do, like, oh, why'd you put your mascara on that way, and you're like, really, you want to know about my mascara, you know, and then you start to think you're a lot more important than you are, you know, <laughs> so you can actually see how reality shows for kids is probably really bad, um, when I got back, it was, it was almost like more lonely, you know, you don't have that camera following you around. Um, I would talk about something and not have to look over my shoulder to see if anyone was listening, you know? <laughs> so, so did you not go through like that phase of like, maybe just like walking like in your local town and then like people recognize and you'd be like, oh, she was on the real world. Oh, no, I did. It was, was constant and I was in Texas I was in Austin so it was a little smaller of a place back then and uh you know I'd be walking down the street and people would be screaming from the balcony he's like real world Kelly you know and it was lovely um luckily there is I didn't look as much like myself as a lot of people from the show so like I would be walking with Kahada and Kahada had like this whole like hat and shoes and this he used to wear this choker with a like was it a a bear tooth on it maybe and um and so he had like a whole outfit and so people would like run up to him and I'd be like holding his hand and they'd be like where's Kellyanne <laughs> I'd be like holding his hand so I think I didn't look the same like from I had bangs and I, I got fake boobs right away <laughs> Not because of the show it just was a huge coincidence but um so I think that I think that made it a little easier so I'd get like some attention but then I also didn't get recognized too much and I feel like if social media, like, I'm I'm pretty sure MySpace was, like, a thing back, like, when you were on the real world. But, like, could you imagine if, like, Twitter and Instagram were as prominent, like, as they are now back when you were on the show? That would have no. been, like... I would have probably made a lot more money. Though we actually made really good money because we got paid a ton just to, like, show up for an appearance for one night. And we do, like, three appearances a week. Real World Austin get, like, five a week. That, that was a big thing back when you were on Real World, right? Like, you guys were going to bar appearances. Because uh, uh, people tell the story on here a lot. Like, there was, like, a, I feel like there was, like, a, a bar appearance for you guys, like, left and right. Weren't you guys on, like, tours and stuff? Oh, yeah. And I was, like, one of the easier-going girls on my show. So I got invited to all those things. Then I got all these food allergies, and I wasn't as 
laid back anymore. So I <laughs> but and I, I did a lot of spring break stuff where I, I did one spring break where I would do chugging competitions. I would chug oh, wow. and I do it all day long. And I would, I only lost once, by the way, guy and girl, lost once only. And it was this guy, who, I don't know if he's, he made it, I don't know if he's still alive, but he, he chugged hard liquor. So he drank as much meat and he did hard liquor. And he was supposed to meet us out that night and I, I didn't see him again. So I hope he made it through life. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would, I would regularly have chugging beer competitions and almost always win. I'd be wow. there else too on the show. So, so was that like a tiring, like um, not lifestyle, but like a um, way of going about things when you were like constantly on the road? It felt like. Yeah, and it wasn't tiring. I'm happy I did it in my young twenties, um, but it wasn't tiring. Maybe it made me tired now. Um, <laughs> no, it was it was great and it was fun. I got to travel constantly, and I love to travel, and I don't really like sitting still. So. I guess I have always had this like impeding doom in my personality where I'm like, oh, it's going to end. And eventually I'm going to have to figure out my life, you know, and there's always like that, like gloom over my shoulder. But generally speaking, it was like me being able to figure out what place I'm going to go to next and like pushing for more money or helping people out and you know, that kind of doing both things. Like, cause people come to you for advice a lot. And it was like, they still do a lot of the time, but you know, that was one thing that I really liked. So I felt like I got to show up and drink and party for money. And then also <laughs> give people I cared about advice and try <laughs> for me. It was like, it was pretty easy. So, so was the challenge like not even like on your uh, mind at the time before going on to it? No, I mean, when we did the, um, at the end of the real world auditions they asked us to like look at the challenge and like write maybe an essay about what we think of like the people or something on it so I knew it was something that was like a possibility but again I didn't really watch the shows right so I only watched part of real world Austin because it was in Austin and I hated Wes and then I ended up dating him so that's hilarious um and and um I watched a little bit of real world Denver because it was on while I was doing my auditions but uh, the challenge, I just remember thinking, TJ's good looking, everyone else is a douchebag, and this looks terrifying, you know? <laughs> and I, right. I always thought I wasn't competitive. I was like, I'm not competitive. I don't like to, to do anything competitive. It's stupid. And, um, and then when they offered me to do the first challenge after my show, I, I, I said yes because I was just so scared that I felt like if I'm that scared, I have to say yes. You know, kind of like scuba diving. I'm terrified of scuba diving, but I keep doing it. So I'm like, someday it'll not be so scary. Um, and then, how did he get in the backyard again? Um, sorry. Um, um, and then, so, once I made the decision to do the challenge again, I, um, I realized by training. So I was like, if I'm going to do it. I'm going to work my fucking ass off and I'm going to train harder than I've ever trained. And I would like, I was talking on the phone with this girl named Robin. She was on the Island and, um, and she, she would always just be like, this person's going to be on, this person's going to be on. We'd all be doing the phone calls and I'd be trying to figure out who it all is. And I'd be like, I think I could take her. I think I could take her. I think I could take her. I mean, I was literally researching past shows and like this girl's scared of heights. 
this girl's scared of underwater. This girl's scared of this. This girl's a backstabber. This guy's a prick. They were all pricks. So I didn't hey, guys. And, um, and so I really did my homework, and I really worked out fucking hard. And um, the only girl that I heard about at the very end, I, I was like, oh, Evelyn's going to be on. And I was like, oh, shit. I, don't, I can't beat that girl. And I remember saying to my trainer, like, like I remember like, you know, doing the ropes and like working my ass off and him being like, I'm not going to be able to beat this girl. There's no way I can beat this girl. And he was like, you don't have to beat everyone. You just got to beat most people, and then hopefully you don't have to go against them. You know? And I was like, oh, it's so hard to like train knowing that like no matter how hard I tried, I'd never be better than somebody. In my opinion, that was my mind being the best of me. But I learned through all of that that I was actually incredibly competitive. And the reason why I never wanted to do anything is because I hated the idea of losing. So really good for my self-knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Two things I picked up there that I liked. I like the analogy you used um, when you're talking about like scuba diving and like being scared initially. Um, an analogy that I was going to use is like, when you uh, said that you were initially scared to um, go on to the challenge and like that's kind of why you did it. It's kind of like when you're young and like there's a haunted house and you're scared to go in it, but then you're like, oh, well, you know, everyone else is doing it and I'll just do it, you know? Um, but yeah, and you mentioned Evelyn too. How did um, you and Evelyn become so close on the challenge? Uh, was it kind of just like you guys were kind of clashing with the same people and that's what like kind of brought you together? Partially, yeah. Um, we met on our in-between flight so you know everyone's like doing the separate flights and then we all met now in the real world you're like we had to hide out in a hotel for like a week and well because we had to get used to the time change um and no one could leave their hotel we never saw anybody until you're on the show or on the challenge it wasn't like that on the challenge you're not supposed to tell anyone you're going on but then like when you're on your flight you either run into everyone at the airport on the way there or in your in-between flight so we met in houston on an in-between flight to panama and, um, uh, sorry, I got really cold and I got distracted. <laughs> and, uh, I remember like seeing her and like, just like having this like energetic connection. Do you, have you ever had that someone you just kind of like, yeah, I like them. You don't have to say much. I can tell I like them. And, um, and we sat beside each other and we just kind of like started chatting and just, I felt very comfortable with her. And then as like, we're starting the challenge and Johnny is like talking total madness about her and I'm on like a different boat and I'm like hey Johnny I don't think she'd appreciate it because I, I knew Johnny in a different type of this like I, I met him I knew he was a bit of a silly man but I didn't know he was a complete asshole at the time he's not as bad now maybe he is if he's better at hiding it well he was horrible then and um and so I went on this uh we were on this boat together and he's like talking all this crap and I'm like Hey, I don't think she'd appreciate you saying this. Like, what's your deal? And he kind of like ignored me, like, oh, you're a dumb girl, you know? <laughs> and uh, and then I stood up for her, and then from there, I think she stood up for me, and it was like, it was like being on Lord of the Flies. I say that often for the show. It was like the island was full of a bunch of like really fucked up, mentally fucked up people, and probably a lot of these shows are. And, um, but on the island, it was just, like, so obvious, especially because none of us had food. And, um, and like, the biggest jerks were the ones who were in charge, you know? And, like, it was weird. I'd always say, I'd be like, you know, and they'd always take most of our food, too. And I would say to them, like, you guys realize that, like, 
if this was like a real island and we were starving, like we would kill you first, you know, like we would eat you and then we'd all feed for a while and then the next jerk would have to be eaten, you know? So I didn't really understand how in this community it didn't work like that, but uh, it was really hard to be the only one who could understand like what we needed to do to survive and try to explain to the others. And then, you know, they didn't listen. So that was our detriment. And that was going to lead into my next point, too, is I wanted to hear from your perspective now kind of like what those conditions really like, at least in your case, for the island, because I've had plenty of stories on here. Um, I know that some of the guys that uh, I talked to, they were telling stories about them kind of like sneaking over into the production tank and like uh, stealing a bunch of like food and stuff. But what was uh, your yeah. island experience so like? Johnny stole food and then then it was okay here's what's fucked i'm sure they told you this the production would put the production would be cooking their food like six same time every night like six seven o'clock at night so we'd be starving all we have is white rice and sometimes they give us like you know a fillet of a fish that we'd all have to share between 30 people and like i mean it was mostly white rice like girls weren't even shitting by the end and um sorry and uh so it was really torturous already, and then you'd, like, smell all this, like, delicious food being made right around you, and it was just, like, it was fucked. Um, it was definitely a mind fuck for sure. And it didn't even look that bad on the show. Like, it kind of looked like we were, like, having, like, a vacay on the show. So it was a lot worse. And um, so Kenny and Johnny and maybe some others decided to, like, sneak over, and they did get a bunch of food. Meanwhile, they were still eating our food, too, so they were just double-dipping. And um, uh, then the, the crew found out, and we all got punished, and they had the lights on. So then they never turned the lights off, and so we had to sleep with, like, these, like, bright, like, football lights on top of us all night. So we'd, like, wrap our faces with our scarves and, like, go to sleep like that because they fucked us all. So we were very limited on food. There was really no way of getting food. I heard someone maybe met like a local person and they might have gotten him some food once, but that was just a rumor. I met a monkey. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but no food. Wow. Because I think that like a big thing that people always wonder is like, were these conditions really as bad as, you know, what people say? And I think that from talking to people, they really were, but I'm not sure how much of the last season you saw, but they actually had them living in a bunker. So do you feel like you having been on the island that would have prepared you like more than well to live in the bunker that they were in? I think that if I, I think because I was on the island doing something like that would probably give me so much PTS that like it would probably be worse than like if it was your first time, you know, because I'd be like, this is actually the worst thing you think it's going to be. Like doing it once is actually easier than doing it twice for sure. Doing it twice, you're like, it's like Bikram yoga, you know, like, it's not like, oh, wow, I did it once and it actually wasn't that bad. It's like, no, man, after like an hour and 15 minutes, the next 15 minutes is fucking miserable every time. And you know it. <laughs> so, so I would say so it's actually would have been worse. Um, did they get food, though? Because if they did, they were living it up. I'm pretty sure they got food. I mean, it didn't look that bad. It, they had like a uh, like a gym set and everything that a pool oh, like there was no sun. No, there was no sun. No, that I think it was it was in Prague too, so it was cold. 
And from what I heard, the bathroom broke on like one of the first nights. So like if they had to go to the bathroom during the night, they had to pull up, put on their coat, go out in the cold and walk like half a mile to like a porter potty or something. No, that sounds fucking terrible. I think anything where I cannot see the sun is is terrifying. But would I choose the sun over food? I'd probably choose food. <laughs> so, so now I want to bring it back to Evelyn again, which obviously the following season, you guys facing that elimination. Did you know beforehand that she had plans on throwing it? or No, I didn't know what she was going to do. I don't think she knew what she was going to do. And then she literally tortured me. I probably still have hip issues from her. Like, I think that was actually my issue. My back was probably from her. Um, <laughs> yeah, because she, like, I got I got her down on the first one. Like, I don't think she was expecting it. And then when that was, like, a startle to her, she was like, oh, you're going to try to get me down? Let's go, bitch, you know? And, like, I'm like, Evelyn, I don't think I can beat you. There's, I've never thought I could beat you. Like, and I'm not saying I couldn't have, like, in some things. I'm sure there's some things that could have been better at her then. But, like... As a whole, I was never thinking, like, oh, I got this chick, you know, like, she's got it, she's good, and I, I think that she had to kind of, like, show everyone and herself that, like, she could beat me, maybe that was her insecurities, but, um, or maybe she just wasn't really sure what she wanted to do, I'm not sure, but, no, I was not sure, she tortured me, she made me earn it, for sure. <laughs> yeah, because from watching it from, like, a casual viewer standpoint, I'm just, like, I obviously knowing how it plays out and then watching it like after the fact, I'm like, aren't these two supposed to be like best buds? And then she's like putting her through all this like torture. She, I'm like, she didn't know what she wanted. I could tell. I mean, and there was like, there was a little. Evelyn hasn't always been treated right. And I think that she wasn't hundred percent sure if I was a loyal friend, maybe even after all that time, I think she was still like a little nervous about it. So. So you think maybe, like, in the back of her mind, she had, like, maybe that you wanted her to give you the elimination, and then after the fact, you wouldn't, like, be friends with her? I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that earlier in the season, there was a little, like, uncomfortableness with, yeah, some rumors that, like, I went around saying that I thought I could, like, beat her or something. And I was just like, dude, that just sounds insane, you know? (laughs) (laughs) doesn't sound but, so I don't know if I mean she was like believing those rumors and I'm sure they were put there from someone like conniving like Susie or something that was like hey here's a good idea I'll just you know <laughs> but now what about that gap though because obviously uh the ruins you took like a pretty like lengthy- yeah I said no to 14 seasons mm. What what was uh were you kind of just like exhausted from the whole uh, thing and you just needed a break or because obviously I mean we'll get into it later in the uh, podcast because obviously I've had a story with Isaac told on here with Battle of the Seasons that I want to get into so we won't give too much away but aside from that oh yeah well I had uh you know like I said I only really wanted to do the show because I was scared of it and I wanted to have the experience and I felt like on the island that it wasn't a regular challenge experience. So then I wanted to do a second one to really experience that. And it was just, these, it, it is really wonderful to see how far women have come in the past 10 years. Um, men don't really talk to us the same way on average that they did 10 years ago. And that's just in 10 years and that goes by like this. So whenever I'm feeling like overwhelmed about where women are at today, I think about where we were at 10 years ago and I go, well, fuck it, we're getting better at least, we're not going backwards. 
And, um, but at the time it was really hard. I had to go to like therapy <laughs> afterwards because they were so awful. I mean, I'm telling you, I've, I've, I've never experienced such crazy, awful people. And so I think my heart was just a little soft for the show. And it wasn't really like, it wasn't like I was trying to get fame from reality TV. I really wanted to do acting still. I really wanted to do writing. And I knew that I probably couldn't do acting right after doing the shows. So I was like, I'll take a long break from being on TV at all. Someday, maybe I'll do acting and I'll get into writing. And, um, and then that's what I did. Yeah. So, so would you say like it was more so the people and just the environment or like yeah, honestly, maybe MTV, MTV was um, like the way you're portrayed, like just women in general? Because I, I feel like that's kind of a thing, too. I feel like men are portrayed like in a much different light than women are and like, they get away with a lot more in general life and especially on MTV. I think that MTV is doing better since BLM. I didn't really see them do a whole lot from the Me Too movement. Um, I don't really, I've never really talked about this publicly, but they, um, you know, they've done some stuff that is pretty dishonorable. Like, I mean, it's, it was, it's pretty dirty stuff. And, um, you know, they were in a lawsuit after the ruins and the girl who was suing them won. And it was kind of hard because like no one would help out that girl even though they knew that she was mistreated because they were scared of what MTV would do to them, you know, or the consequences for the guys. And um, and that was, that was pretty tacky and it was kind of hard to be like a part of something like that. Um, but you can make excuses for other people and other, you know, I did, I can make excuses. So I was like, well, you know, maybe they're not so bad or who knows. And so I just was like, I know it makes me uncomfortable, but I'm all pull away and not really talk about it. Um, and then after I went back and I, I, I watched how they, they betrayed me with um, some other stuff that wasn't the way it went down. Like they made my cousin look like he was throwing something that like was being thrown by the other team. So we had to throw it. It was, it, I always kind of thought like the cool thing about MTV is that they at least don't, make up lies and portray people in a way that's not true and that kind of was how it was in the past they were obviously kinder to the men they gave them a lot of ups and things like that um the white men but um when it came to it when it came to stuff later like just a few years ago they really portrayed me and my cousin in a way that wasn't accurate they portrayed me in a way with the anisa fight that was they cut my words. They changed what I said. I mean, it was, and they didn't even show anything. I had, like, I had to write one of my friends from the production was like, what the fuck you guys? Like, is that even what happened? And like, are you not going to like talk about my interviews or show anything? And they're like, Oh, we'll give you time at the reunion, which they did thankfully. But like no one, no one even barely watches an entire episode fully, you know, very few fans are like glued to the TV thinking about what actually is happening. Most people are watching all cooking or playing with their kids or yada yada. And so are smoking, you know, they're half paying attention and they're watching just like one clip that you decide to show and make it look a certain way that wasn't what happened. And now what, they're going to wait five more episodes and then be like, well, let's see if that part comes up on the reunion. Like, no. So like on the reunion, Anissa addresses it. It shows like kind of what actually happened, but it should have never been portrayed that way in the first place. And it was, for me, it was like, they put my character and my future at, at risk. 
they obviously don't care about how it hurts other people. They're kind of calling black wolf. In my opinion, it's like saying, uh, calling, it's kind of like when girls go around being like, yeah, you know, I got raped and they didn't. And then all the girls who are getting raped aren't believed because these girls do this. It's like you're portraying something that didn't happen. And not every time it does happen, you're not making it as easy for those people who are actually getting mistreated. And so it was just, I don't know, it was really dirty. And after that, I just kind of thought, I'm letting my name. It's not like I'm an actor who's like the villain. This is my name, and you're making me a villain for things that aren't even accurate. And that's scary. So, so were there any conversations off camera about like kind of how that was um, twisted with you and production or you and Anissa? I mean, yeah. I mean, I had interviews that was on camera, but it wasn't talked about. And, you know, like, sure, I think that I, I think now, Know what I, knowing what I know now, I can see where I wasn't, I can see where I had room to grow, but it was never hateful. And so it's like, to make someone look hateful, like I was saying something out of hate, when really it's just like I was putting a, someone as a compliment in a category as a whole compliment. It's like, it's like saying all black people sing well. Well, that's not, apparently that's not appropriate to say. Or saying all black people age well. It's a compliment, but you're still categorizing. So I've learned that that's, not appropriate and that's great because I've learned from that but for them to make it seem like I was not saying something positive in the first place I mean that's just mean it's not right it's not right to anybody so off camera we did talk about you know what was going to be shown which they lied about I mean they lied about stuff side note back when <laughs> I get to that it's actually kind of funny um but like you just don't know so and I and it they don't even give you time to prepare. So the ruins, there's a scene. <laughs> In the ruins, there's a scene where uh, my, my friend now, he, he wasn't then, but he's very nice. He's uh, Darrell was like, um, he was calling Wes out because he was dating me and I had been sleeping with some of the cast. Uh, not at like the same time, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, but, you know, we're in these close quarters for years on end. You're not hanging out with anybody else. I mean, you're going to sleep with somebody, right? And um, I was. And so um, I'm sitting here, like, I can hear him from, like, a distance. And I'm, like, you know, sipping on my day wine. And, uh, and I hear him be like, Wes, you can't make a hoe a housewife. And I'm like, this asshole like what and so I put my wine down because I have a good sense so I put my wine down and I walk over and I'm like what who would I sleep with you know like oh I'm gonna show him like who would I sleep with and I point out every man that I had slept with there I go him 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 <laughs> not helping my case and I go dated him dated him that was an accident <laughs> and and meanwhile, I had told my previous boyfriend that I was kind of trying to get it back with, like, no, I never slept with that guy. So kind of didn't look so good for me when I'm on TV being like, totally admitting that I slept with him. But it was an accident. And uh, and afterwards, I'm like, oh, no, like, should I, like, tell the guy that, like, I used to date that Mike and Mikey got together? Like, should I tell him that this is going to come out on TV and, like, heads up, I did sleep with him and I lied about it? Like, you know, like weren't together when it happened um but they were like hey the audio is so bad um 
don't worry about it. We can't even pick up anything. It's not going to be shown. And I'm like, oh, oof, I'm in the clear, you know. <laughs> but I wasn't in the clear. And it was all shown. And the audio was great. <laughs> and, and I don't really regret saying it because I don't have shame for what I did. But it was like, oh, come on, MTV. You couldn't just give Oh, and I've been on a rampage. Sorry, I've been keep going on and on. But another thing MTV did is on an after show, we used to have all these after shows, they had uh, Dunbar kept saying that I slept with them. And I didn't. And the fact that I would admit to all these other guys I had been with, like, why wouldn't I admit to Dunbar? And so I was really pissed because, like, I would call Dunbar to find out how he's doing. And, like, I thought we were, like, kind of friends. Like, I cared about the kids. So I was like, wow, you're my friend and you're going to lie. And I feel like I'm in high school again. Like, when I was a virgin, the guys would always lie about it, too. And I'd be like, I'm a virgin. And so, um, and so uh, I was really upset. And they were on this after show. And they're like, don't worry. I get there and like, we got a great little quiz that we did and like, you're going to love it. It's going to be so great. Like, you're so good. And I was like, oh, okay, great. You know, and I'm up there on stage and it's like, I think Mark Long is the, uh, is the person like talking and he's like, all right, Kelly. <laughs> I don't blame Mark because I love Mark. He wasn't the one that came up with this. And he's like reading the, um, he's reading the, the notes and he's like, so, before you got on stage, we asked the audience, like, if they thought you actually did sleep with Dunbar or not, you know? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and they're like, and 99% of everyone said, you did, you know? And I was just so, not only am I getting lied about having sex with, but now you guys are taunting me on TV for the world to see, saying that I slept with this guy, that no one believes me, and you fuckers told me that it was actually going to be good and I was going to like this? <laughs> and I, I just I, I couldn't I, I got up and I walked off the stage and like this is the kind of behavior and oh they also made a page on mtv.com with me on top and the branches of everyone I had hooked up with and who they related to so it was a pyramid of fucks and I was on the top <laughs> what the wow. that so, so that's the one, one. <laughs> That's the one time you don't want your uh, face on the front of something, right? I mean, I guess if I'm going to get slut-shamed, it might as well be from a, like, actual MTV production. I, jeez, but pretty terrible. So that's why I don't do the shows anymore. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So now I, I, I was going to ask because obviously uh, we didn't see you on screen with Wes again until Rivals 3. What, what was uh, that dynamic like uh, doing a show with him again after all that time having like the past, obviously? Yeah, it was it wasn't too bad. Um, I had been in two other relationships at that point and he was like, I think he was engaged at that point. So um, I, I would say the first like night or two, I was like, do I still have a crush on this guy? You know, like, in the past, I'd seen him a couple times since we had broken up, and I was always like, oh, God, you know, this guy's rough. And then the first couple days, I was like, oh, shit, like, this sucks. He's engaged, and I think I had a boyfriend, and I was like, I kind of have a crush on us. I'm in a house. This kind of sucks. And then by, like, day two and a half, I was like, no, no, I don't. This guy is the worst. <laughs> so... <laughs> How, how did that whole thing kind of come about in uh, any way? Because I think you mentioned earlier, like, uh, at the time when you watched Austin, you didn't really uh, <laughs> have uh, too 
Yeah. He just seemed like this, like, nerd who got picked out of, like, a hat, and now he thought he was cool, you know? And, um, and he does look a lot better when he shaves his head, just a side note. Um, but I, I would say that, um, it, it was because he had, he told me that he had a appearance for me to do, and he, like, called me up on the phone. Um, well, actually, the first time I was with my friend at a South uh, Padre appearance thing, and we're all hammered. It's the South Padre. If you've been, I don't know. Uh, you should go after. And um, and so let me see. My thing up and um, so we're at a South Padre appearance, and Johnny Bananas and Wes are at one spot. Maybe Nehemiah was there, and then I'm with my good friend. And I'm like, oh, we're going to, I heard they were at the spot, and we were going to be at the spot next door. And I was like, oh, hey, I'm going to run in and tell Bananas and them. This is before the island, obviously. I was like, I'm going to run in and tell them that we're next door, and they can come party with us. And I come in there, and I have, like, my hair extensions, and they were clip-ins, because that was popular then. Long hair, fake lips, and tits. So I'm afraid of nothing the same. And, um, and I'm like, hey, like, it's Kellyanne. You guys should, like come next door and he was like oh no no I'm not a fan of Kellyanne and I guess he was thinking I was saying like Kellyanne's next door and I was like no man it's Ke I'm Kellyanne but it was loud and he was like yeah no I'm not a fan I'm not a fan of hers and I was like what the fuck and then like I'm like trying to tell him like well you're not a fan of mine of mine you know and then he uh is like trying to explain himself but he's hammered he's kind of talking with his mouth like this, and uh, and Johnny comes up and he's like, "Hey, Kellyanne," you know, and fucking Wes's face—I'll never forget. It was like, "Oh shit," you know, and he was like, "I'm so sorry," you know, like he kept like apologizing to my friend, and so we leave. My friend's like, he felt really bad, and I was like, "Fuck that guy!" Like now he feels bad. I was like, I, I respected him more when he would say it to my face, but now I just find out he didn't say it behind my back. Like, what a bitch, you know? And, uh, but then after that, I think he must have wanted to, like, contact me because I was looking good, even with my big fake lips. And so <laughs> he, he, um, he reached out and said he had an appearance and we ended up talking and he was telling me all about his business plan and how it was, like, really good for the environment and I was a super hippie, still am. So I was like, oh, cool, like, let's talk about that. And then we just became really good friends and I hated Johanna on the island. She was a complete awful human and so uh we really connected on how much we hated johanna and the rest is history <laughs> I, i'm still surprised that on rivals three like the producers didn't like do like some sort of like pan back moment and like bring up like because don't like for as much as like they love their storylines like i feel like i'm surprised they didn't like bring that to light they did ask us they said um when we were doing the soccer challenge, which sucked. Well, <laughs> it's soccer. Um, turns out, I think that actually is a thing. Um, but, blind soccer, I mean. Um, but they asked me, like, before I went in, like, hey, is it weird to go against your ex-boyfriend? And I was kind of like, I wasn't going to give them anything because I wanted to be respectful to his fiance. And so I was like, oh, I was like, what do you mean? We did, like, seven years ago, so no. <laughs> you know, I tried to make it, like, very, like, nah, not weird at all, seven years ago, so. Uh, but I will say, I really was pissed at him because he didn't cheat on me technically, but it's up for debate. When he hooked up with this fucking chick from Fresh Meat, 
Teresa. Teresa. Yeah. Uh, I, I will correct you with the way you say it because um, when I found out, instead of him saying, yeah, no, I, I did do that, he just kept correcting me on how to say her name. So I was like, you fuck some girl named Teresa? And he was like, Teresa. And I was like, Teresa? Teresa. And I was like, why the fuck does it matter what her name is? So anyways, it's Teresa. Um, <laughs> he did. He did. Wow. On camera. So you... So you guys were, because I think I saw that in one of the episodes when I was rewatching it. Um, you guys were still together on when, while he was doing Fresh Meat too. I wasn't the best girlfriend. I was young, and uh, I was also another state, and I was kind of like, ah, you're annoying, and I want to party. And so I was doing all that, and um, and so then we broke up, and we decided to get back together right before he did the show, which I said no to, and um, and my ego, and um. And we had the agreement, like, look, like, while you're on the show, we're not boyfriend and girlfriend, but since we're talking about getting back together, um, how about you don't hook up with anybody on TV, because that would keep us from being able to get back together, and I won't, like, fuck anybody here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> seemed fair. And, um, and then he did. He did hook up with somebody, and I didn't hook up with anybody, because I was trying to be a good person. And then um, he didn't even tell me. Evelyn told me. Oh, I remember. Yeah, from the... He was going to tell me at one of his friend's weddings we were going to. So he wanted to tell me at the wedding so I couldn't leave, maybe. Oh, my God. And then we agreed. And then I saved him. So we... I was like... He said it was just a kiss. Hi. <laughs> um... So he said it was just a kiss, and he, I was like, you know, I really don't want to watch it, so I can forgive you, because like I said, I wasn't perfect before. So I was like, I can forgive you if um, if that's all it was, and I, and I don't want to watch it. Just make sure that, like, you've told me everything, because I'm going to find out. There you go. Um, I'm going to find out either way, so you might as well, like, tell me, because it would be stupid for you not to. And he said, oh, I told you everything, you know. And it was, like, episode one. And he was, like, he was, like, uh, my friend calls me up, and she's, like, did he tell you about all of this stuff and the things he said? And, like, I mean, this guy was, like, giving her compliments, like, oh, I could just go on and on about how great Teresa is, you know. Like, she's just, uh, the show would have to end by how much I, like, like her. And I was just, like, it was not a damn kiss, you know. And, uh. And so I asked him, I was just like, hey, like, I heard this, like, do you want to tell me? And instead of being like, yeah, sorry, you know, he was like, oh, if you can't handle it now, you're not going to be able to handle it later, because it got way worse. And I was like, well, then maybe you should dump me, because I'm not going to be able to handle it if you can't talk to me about it. And he was like, fine, I dump you. And then I went and party with some A-class celebrity that weekend, uh, first-class flight, within an hour. And then we were over. Uh oh. Who who was this uh, first class celebrity? Can't tell. But I brought. Yeah. I remember like I got off. My roommate was like, "You want to go to LA?" She's like, "Yeah." Message my friend, and he got us first class tickets within an hour. And <laughs> and then I didn't respond to Wes again. <laughs> that we were bringing up Darrell and Teresa both because I don't know if you are aware or not. They both just got like confirmed that they're going to be uh, returning on this upcoming season of the challenge. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know Teresa even. I didn't know anyone actually knew who she was. 
<laughs> wow. Yeah, she actually had her uh, her own gap too. She uh, this is six years since her last challenge, so yeah, she's she wasn't gonna... really like the best on the show either, right? I mean, was she? Yeah, yeah, she was. She was on the same fresh meet as uh, Laurel and uh, Car Maria. So uh, we were just talking about Teresa. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was on the same fresh meet as Car Maria and um, Laurel. So she always was kind of playing like that third fiddle kind of like um, role, I guess you could say. So then now it's kind of crazy to see like her coming back after all this time and how she's currently on. And yeah, well, I'm kind of curious about it because I mean, I didn't, I've only seen her on Crush Me and I didn't think she was that impressive physically there. I thought she was okay, but not compared to like some of the other characters. Um, but then I think, I mean, I think I saw her like a glimpse somewhere else, but. Was she known for being, like, super athletic or, like, some, like, beast mode chick? And doesn't she... Or did I make that up? Well, I'm sorry, what was that? Doesn't she have a kid? Yeah, she is, too, actually. Very cool. Yeah, she uh, she was kind of, like, known as kind of, like, a like more underrated, kind of, like, under-the-radar type of... Because on her last show that she did was actually... Because we were just talking about you and I. Her last show that she did was uh, X's themed, and she was partnered up with Wes. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like her uh, coming out party, I guess you could say, like in terms of like performance. That was like her best season that she ended up uh, putting up. They did pretty good. But like, they, you know, how like at the twist work, they kind of um, had like one of those uh, redemption twists to where like, because I think Bananas and Nani were teamed up that season. They got eliminated and then they ended up coming back and it like screwed up yeah, the game. I did see that. I'm going to turn this light down. Um, yeah, I... I was a little, oh, you can't do this like that. Okay. All right. Um, I was a little uh, impressed that um, she could put up with Wes because he is really hard. Like, he does not listen to anyone but himself, really. Like, sometimes maybe a guy, but, like, I tried telling him many things where if he would have listened, he would have actually stayed longer on the ruins. And he just, he has such a hard time, like, thinking anyone else is right. So I do give her props for being able to deal with him. I'd, I'd be interested to see how she does because, I don't know, that's a lot on your body. I wonder if she's been training. I see I see that Paula has been training a lot. Yeah. You think she uh, she's thinking about coming back or no? I think so. I think that whole uh, Mark's uh, OG thing is... Uh, possibly getting pushed for did, her. did you get a call for that yeah uh yeah and i actually might i mean like i said i don't like the production and everything and i'd have to find out um and now that i'm talking shit they might not even want me there which is fine um but you know the last time the actual mtv had asked me it was a couple years ago and they said hey do you have a boyfriend and i said yeah and they go, is he on TV? I said, no. And then they never hit me up again. So I don't know oh. if they were having, like, some, like, um, exes or relationship idea at that time. Or if they were just like, yeah, you're, you're not single. You're no fun. I mean, I don't drink anymore. So I'm sure they were just like, she doesn't drink. She's not going to fuck around. <laughs> <laughs> so was that, was that after uh, the whole vendettas thing when you went out there? Yeah. Then, oh, okay. So yeah. you've been called that. Was there like multiple times that you've been called after that uh, 
times after. Yeah, I mean, most of the times I get called, I just think of the second call. And then every time I probably got the first call and not the second call. And then a couple times I did say no to the first call. So I would have known if I was in the second call. And then the last two, I didn't even get a first call, which is like the first time ever. And I thought, you know, I'm 34. The only time I ever really got in a fight with anybody is either if they started it or if you're like really hateful to women. I don't drink and I have a boyfriend. So I just figured, <laughs> you know, and I'm not big and strong. Like some people, like I, I'm compound, I'm quite strong. Um, but I, I don't think that I was like that terrifying, like holy looking chick. So. <laughs> but I want to bring it back to what a little bit we touched upon earlier was that elimination with you and Nani. How long was that? <laughs> yeah. So we had a few eliminations together. Um, the one on was it rivals the soccer one yeah was it rivals? Yeah, um, rivals was i on rivals i can't remember um yes that one i don't remember how long it was but the first part for her and i was torturously long like i mean i wasn't kidding when like i was like leaning on her being like let me just take a break on you like i need to breathe because we were just like we were going at it and we had no idea why and like i'm sorry but like, I am a little girl. Like, I am little. I'm five four, double zero. Like, I'm tiny, and <laughs> I can flip some people. I could flip you. I could flip you. Um, <laughs> I good. Um, but I could flip you once or twice. And like, you have me. If you have me blindfolded, and I don't know which direction I'm supposed to go, and we're just like t-boning people over and over. Like, it doesn't make sense. And I would have to like, in order to get some ground on you, I had to get low. Put my big old, I have good broad shoulders, put my shoulder in it, and I flip you, right? Like, that's how it works. You can't do that in the soccer. So, like, she was able to, like, really manhandle me in a way that, like, I couldn't do back because I wasn't as big. And if I did it back, you'd be able to tell. And so that was hard, but it didn't even matter because, really, we had no idea who was supposed to be going which way. There's multiple times that I was right next to the net. And Wes has a way higher voice than my partner did. Jamie. And so higher uh, voices carry better. And everyone's screaming in the back. They didn't tell them, like, hey, you guys can't talk because MTV sucks. And so, uh, so, so they're sitting here, like, screaming. I can't hear anything that anyone's saying. And so I can hear Wes only talking to Nani. And I'm just, like, trying to do whatever he's telling Nani to do and do the opposite. So he's like, Nani, you want to go right? I'd be like, all right. So if Nani wants to go right, then I want to go left. Okay. You know, <laughs> like everything. And, and then like, you know, poor Jamie, his strong suit, my strong suit was better with communication for him. And his strong suit was just do it. Right. So like he could not communicate with me. And so he'd be like, go this way, go that way. And I'd be like, I don't know what the fuck that means. You know, I'm blindfolded. <laughs> so infuriating. Um, yeah, it was so infuriating. But the challenge will teach you that you are not in shape and that you need to do more cardio. Or at least that's what it taught me every time. <laughs> um, my dog's barking at me. She's just barking because she hears me making. <laughs> she's she's neurotic too. Um, but like now, like I go to the chiropractor, like you know, spine surgeon, and they'll be like, "You ever got in a car accident?" And I'm like, "Well." technically I've been in like a hundred things that would feel like a car accident on my spine. Like what Evelyn and I did 
on the ruins would definitely be the same damage as like a major car accident, you know? Wow. Oh yeah. You're, you're, you're not holding the rope with your hands. You're holding it with your wrists and your ankles. So you're having to use your structure of your body to like pull. You're not using your hands and your arms. You're using your rib cage, you know, your, <laughs> so, uh, it was a constant, uh, a beat up on those shows. Like you're getting, and you don't see them. I don't know if it's for legal reasons or what. Like, you think you make the show better, but, like, you are rarely seeing the, the like, the pain and the, like, fucked up things people are getting on a regular basis on these shows. For some reason, they just don't show it like they need to. Wow. That's weird. But, yeah, I, I want to ask now, because, obviously, your last show you did, you were partnered up with Jamie, who happens to be Cara Maria's cousin, and she's actually been on my show before, one of my more favorite episodes, and I noticed that you guys are kind of pretty close, right? Was that kind of, uh, did you guys become friends through Jamie, or before, or after? How did that work? No. Um, I thought she was just the worst on my, so I thought she was just the worst. She was so stressed out the whole time. I told her that I wasn't going to put her in, and I literally... <laughs> with my cousin she was like are you gonna throw me in and i was just i'm too honest this show is the worst for me i i just cannot keep my mouth i just feel guilty hurting anyone's feelings and i say everything it's terrible and so i'm like like i might have a problem like actually like medical condition but i'm too honest and she's like she's like uh are you gonna throw me in and i'm like no like i'm definitely not because I, i'd rather johnny and his cousin go home because then you'll be there at the end and I have a way better chance of beating you then. <laughs> you know, like I like said it like, no, I'm not throwing you in because I want to use you as a layup later, you know? And then she got me out, you know? And I was like, oh, right. Yeah, smart. You know? <laughs> um, so she was the worst at that time. And then, um, and she was going through a lot with like Abram and everything. It was not a good way to like meet somebody. And then, I hated Jamie. He was, like, said the worst things to me for no reason. He just seemed like, and he was, you know, dealing with her stress. So, like, I met him, and when his partner was someone who's all stressed out. So, like, he was just, like, exhausting, you know? And so, like, when I came on to Rivals, I was like, fuck this guy. Like, if he sucks, I'll just go home. I get paid either way. Like, I'll just fucking go home, make her his life miserable because he could barely get paid. And, um, and then I think it was, like, after like a week of being in there together like i'm not saying him slutting it up with ashley was like what made me like him it wasn't but it was hilarious and i super appreciated like lax jamie who would have fun now like fuck it you know like i'm having a good time like i'll do my best during the challenge and i got my partners back but like i'm gonna have fun while i'm here you know and i saw a whole new side to him he super had my back and he was just like a genuinely good friend and person to be around and I didn't think that I could like switch from having so much to like, despise towards someone to like damn like I wish I could call him right now and hang out with him you know <laughs> and so that kind of did open my eyes up towards Kara and then um but I did see like even on the show the first show when I hated her I still like there were times when like I would see her like in this like cute light-hearted like spirit and I'd be like oh it's just she's so adorable I wish that like she didn't suck so bad you know and then I got to know her, like, we did a couple, we did an appearance um, in Chicago together um, with Brad, and she was very fun there, Kyle was there, and, um, and then um, I decided to do a road trip when COVID hit, and I was like, I'm 
part-time living in Denver, part-time in California. And so I'm in Denver and I'm like, man, I really need to get the fuck out. So I was like, I'm going to go and get, I get rented the RV and took my dogs and I went to Montana. And I was like driving along and I was like, I should hit up Cara Maria. I wonder if she's around. Like, I don't even know her. Like, I barely know her. And she was, she was with her, her bae. And I actually knew her boyfriend, Polly, like prior to this. And, um, and I actually like Polly. I mean, I don't know all the stuff. Like I, when everything happened with Cara and that whole like crazy stuff came out, I was like more like, oh, fuck Polly. I like Cara, but fuck Polly. Um, <laughs> then when Cara was like, no, he's cool. And you know, yada, yada. I was like, all right, if you like him, I like him. And he was like super nice to my dogs. And I always liked him before. So I'm fine with Polly. Um, but I, I hit her up and I was like, hey, like, do you want to, um, do you want to meet up? And she's like, you should stay at my place. I have a whole guest room. I don't mind if your dogs are here. And I was like, my dogs are huge. Like, are you sure? And she's like, no, it's totally fine. Um, and she just showed me like the best time. And it was like this like genuine connection right away. I felt super comfortable with her. Um, I honestly think she was one of my favorite people I've hung out with in 2020. Like for sure. Yeah. I mean, she made me feel just like a close friend, but also just like kind of like brought this like fire up in me that I haven't had probably since Evelyn in my life. Like, like just like this, I don't know. She just made, like, I felt like I was more active. Like I hadn't been in a long time just from being around her, you know, it was like, anyways, she just brought like a really good side out in me that, um, was a really beautiful change to see of her. So, mm-hmm. um, I think certain people are hard on the challenges cause they're, that's what they are. They're a challenge. Um, and for me, it's like, I probably don't change as much, but that's why I don't win. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm going to be the same person and you guys can just, you know, do what you do. And then, uh, then there's people who can just turn to like beasts and, you know, go in beast mode. And I feel like that's, that's her on the challenge, you know? So yeah, I don't know if I answered your question because I don't remember, but love Jamie. <laughs> would you say that like spans time to time are kind of like hard on her though because i feel like she's i'd say it's safe to say she's a pretty polarizing figure like there's like i feel like there's no in between you know like i feel like a lot of times she gets like a lot of flack and there be social media that i feel like sometimes isn't deserved sure i mean well i think that's kind of everybody right anyone who is popular is also going to be disliked you know, every time, um, but she does, she, she, way before I met Kara, I was warned about Kara from people who Kara thought were her friends, you know, like, hey, she doesn't really understand how to talk to people, you know, only child syndrome, you know, like, things where I'd be like, okay, good to know, like, kind of probably why when I first met her, I was a little bit, like, nervous, um, and I, I, I do think that there is some of that, she has some stuff about her that, isn't um maybe easy to take in at all at at some certain times you know um and you have to like be open-minded to the like the fact that like hey she means well and she has good intentions and knowing that you might actually really enjoy the way she acts but if you don't know that and you know you've been burned by somebody or you you know like we've all been burned by people in the past so it's hard to like not relate what we see like people have told me sometimes like oh you know you really came across like a mean girl in this and it's funny because I was always bullied <laughs> and you know and I don't feel like I was ever the mean girl 
but I guess I have a tendency that I could come across that way for sure. And um, whatever it is in me that had acted that way at a certain point that made someone feel that way is triggering them. It doesn't mean it's about me, it's about them. And I'm sure that she has things that just trigger people. It doesn't necessarily mean it's about her. Mm. Loaded answer. <laughs> but I think we've uh, come this far without talking about it yet. And this is probably the topics that I'm most intrigued on. And I'm sure the people listening will agree with me is two challenges. Now we've seen that you were brought on location and then both times we didn't obviously see you. So First off, I want to talk about the Battle of the Seasons uh, whole debacle, I guess you can call it, because Isaac told the story on here before, and he obviously probably knows better than anybody, but could you maybe talk to me from your perspective about... What, um, what has what? Isaac told you? <laughs> <laughs> well, from what he told, he told me, me. Um, you guys were there, and then I think that they uh, had you all correct me if I'm wrong, um, we're all waiting on a bus for, like, a really long time, and then they pulled, uh, what was it, you, Dunbar, him, and Ashley into uh, the one room, and then told you guys that uh, one of you guys has a medical condition, and that yeah. you guys, from what Isaac has told me, he said that he was the one with the medical condition, and then when he got back into the States, he went to the same doctor that cleared him, and then they told him that that never happened, and that yeah, so still to this day, he does not know why that happened. It's funny because I think him and I actually had this conversation. Like, he came to visit um, in Manhattan Beach a few months ago. And, like, I want to say we actually talked about this. And, like, sometimes you have conversations where you're like, huh, what did we just talk about? Well, anyways, I think that's what happened there because I don't remember what we had discussed about it. But, um, yes, we got pulled off, and I thought it was me. So I thought I was one with a medical condition because the first I have a heart I have a heart situation and um, the first which I didn't know about until they're like, um, hey, guess what? We're not going to pass you. This fucking doctor. I go over there. I'm like, you know, swole as fuck, looking better than I've ever looked. Like, not sexually better, probably. I was like a Hulk, but like, I was beastly and I'm in training and I was like solid muscle and uh and so I'm like ready for this doctor to be like well you're a specimen you know and and she's like you have a heart problem I'm not gonna pass you um I'm sure MTV will find some shitty doctor somewhere to pass you but it doesn't mean you should go people your age who look like you drop dead all the time that's how this woman told me that I had a heart condition and I was like oh <laughs> you know like um Thanks, <laughs> you know. Um, so I, you know, call my dad first. Okay, call my mom. During information like that, you can never call your mom. It's, it's that would break her, right? Call my dad. Let him be the rock. Call MTV, and I'm like, hey, apparently I didn't pass, and you know that's what they did. They said, oh well, don't worry. We're gonna send you to another doctor. Go to another doctor. It's um, and then uh, it's outside of LA now. It's like in Burbank some really small doctor's office. He barely ran any tests on me. He like, checked was in my heart, was like, okay, I'm gonna pass you, you know? But um, when, you, when you get home, uh, just make sure you go to a, a, I forget the name of it, our doctor, but you know, get your heart checked. And I was like, will do, you know? So when they say like, hey, there's uh, someone with a condition, I thought it was me. I, clearly it had to have been me. Um, 
and then, you know, Isaac had said, like, no, it's me. And I thought maybe it was his asthma or something. But then he got on later, so I don't know what it would have been. Um, and I guess maybe I didn't really feel like it was appropriate for me to ask if he wanted to share. He would have. Um, <laughs> I think maybe he did share recently, and I was just out of it. Um, but we get there. I'm, like, hanging out with Melinda, who was, like, my total, like, you know, girl crush. I mean girl crush in, like, a non-lesbian way, but, like, a... Like, <laughs> want to be your friend kind of way and I was like these scenes are going to be sick and um and we would have we would have kicked ass which is so annoying well not with Dunbar to be honest Dunbar was pretty deadly um he, he was but um but we had done pretty well I would guess and um and Isaac would have been okay I think yeah him and I Isaac and I would have been soft and so um <laughs> And so when they tell us we get off and, you know, they're like, oh, well, we'll figure out your guys' pay. And I was like, fuck you. You're paying us everything that you're supposed to pay us, you know. And they were like, well, we'll figure that out. And I was like, yeah, you figure that out. But I'm also going to figure that out. And, like, I contacted Wes's uh, lawyers. I contacted Wes's mother and hit her up right away and was like, hey, they're saying they might not want to pay us. Could you send me the lawyers? Because he used his lawyers to get everyone more money, like, a few years earlier. And then they did, and we had the contract sent out, and MTV paid us in full. But then after that, I think they hated me a little bit. <laughs> Isaac said that, like, all you guys came in, like, you, him, and Ashley were all in, like, the best shape of your lives. Like, you guys were, like, ready to go. Like, did you yeah. guys? And that was in shape, too, but he was just, he's a loon, so. Did you, did you guys uh, film, like, the whole intro? Because they had, like, the um, intros where they would, like, line up everyone from the cast and, like, say, like, the... I think we were about to. I think we were about to film the intro. Well, no, I think first what we do is we usually talk to TJ. And we are about to do that, and then they send us out. And then usually it's, like, the next day you do the intro. The next, like, couple days you do the intro after TJ. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So then Vendetta's years later, you go to the location, and obviously you weren't used for that one either. Which one were you more bummed out about? Not being uh, used you know, I think I was most bummed out about the first one because um, I really did train. And um, but I, I wasn't really in certain I wanted to do it. I was like in this like, eh place, you know. Um, but I still was pretty bummed out. And then they tried to give me the one after that, which I don't recall which one that was. And that's when I was like, nope, I got to take a break, acting time. And he was like, I could do it. You said I could do it like a, for uh, Justin Booth, the producer at the time, was like, but you said that uh, you would do it like <laughs> six months ago. Why don't you do it now? And I was like, I got to stop at some point, and I'm stopping now, you know. And then they started adding people from, like, all over areas because they realized that if, like, we said no, they were fucked and they had no show. Um, and I never liked the shows. And then when I finally went back, I mean, it's known, I've talked about it, that DM Brown had – um, she had been like doing all these shows, and she always be like, she was like my biggest fan. She would always be like, "Do it, you gotta do it, you gotta do it," you know. And I'd always be like, "Damn, it's just the meanest thing to do to yourself. Like, why do you hate yourself? Don't do it." And uh, and then you know, when she knew she was like had a very very small chance to live, she decided to do another show. And for me, it just felt like I was kind of a dick that I wasn't taking advantage of something that like was given to me when someone who wanted nothing more like to them to be alive was willing to do it and so that's why i went back was 4d um but 
it wasn't the, my favorite show. Um, you know, I had like many panic attacks even thinking about doing the shows at that point. And like, I remember telling my cousin, like, are you sure you want to do it? Like, it's kind of terrible. And he was like, and I was like, and you won't get paid that much. Like your first three, you don't get paid that much. I think is how it works now. And he was like, uh, no, no, I'm in, you know, and, um, and it did bring us a lot closer, which is great. Um, I feel like you asked me something. Oh, the second one. So, ooh, sorry, you're going to edit the fuck out of this. Um, <laughs> so, the second one, which one was that that I didn't make it in for? Vendettas. It was Vendettas? Okay. Well, it was. It was Vendettas again that I, I was supposed to be on? Well, the first one was Battle of the Seasons, and then... Vendettas yep. was the one where you, Derek, and I think uh, that was when they used Victor instead of Corey. Yeah. <laughs> so we hung out with Victor for, like, the first eight hours, and then he went in, and then we got Corey. And I got to tell you, like, I couldn't have asked for a better group. Like, me, Corey, and Derek fucking had the best time in Spain. Like, I didn't regret it at all. I still got paid for showing up, not as much as I wanted, but, like, I needed the money, and it was, like, this, like I was going through this hard time, and so it, like, was perfect. I got a free trip to Spain. I'm going back as soon as I can. And um, and I convinced everyone. Oh, and I'm with these two hot-ass dudes who are treating me, like, <laughs> kind of her, but also, like, a queen. So I was, like, being treated like a queen sister. Um, and, like, such good arm candy to walk around Spain in. It was, like, me and my two hotties. Like, I felt like <laughs> such. And, um... And so we were, like, had a great time in whatever city we were in. And also, uh, Nani's sister was with us because she got sent home right away. And what's-his-face? Uh, big guy. Rogan. So we had a great time with them. He was, like, <laughs> one night, me and, uh, uh, what's her face? Nani's sister. Um, Nicole. Nicole. Yeah, Nicole was, like, I don't know. We were hammered. We got in a huge fight. I don't even know what. And oh, it was crazy. And Derek, did Derek ever tell you? Have you talked to Derek before? Derek? <laughs> not, not personally, no. Okay. He, he had to throw me over his shoulder to date me to bed. I don't know. So maybe I was fighting and then, like, he threw me over his It's funny because I really don't fight when I'm drinking or when I'm not. But when I do, it's woo. And so um, throws me over his shoulder. He takes me to the bed. He takes me to his room because my room is I don't have my key. So he throws me. There's two beds. So he throws me on one of the beds, and then he gets out. And he tells me how there's like fucking. It's wet all down his chest, and he like pouring them. And he's like, "Did she just piss on me?" And I did. He threw me over his shoulder. I pissed all over his chest. Oh, he handled it well. And um, but then you know he got me back later, not with pee, but was like, "Yeah, you owe me one." And we had to party really hard because of it. Um. But so we did the wherever we were in Spain with them, and then I convinced them all, but not Rogan, to go to Ibiza. That's how you're supposed to say it. Um, to Ibiza to um, for like the weekend or something, and it was the last like party weekend of the whole, you know, season, and so that was awesome. Uh, Derek was completely smashed the entire time because he was like super sober training mode. And as soon as he, he was getting picked, he just got just, just fucking part. I mean, his eyes were behind his head the entire time. He didn't remember getting there. Like he is literally shows up and wakes up in Ibiza because he's like, like so fucked up. And we convince him to go when he's fucked up 
And he like wakes up and he's like, where am I? And I was like, you're in Ibiza. And he was like, <laughs> oh my God, you know, like didn't even remember. And poor like Virgin Corey is like just hanging out with these devil people. And, um, and so then we're there and I try to convince them all to go to um, Barcelona with me afterwards. But we did, we had a crazy night. Like we were like, I forget, I'm not good at remembering things, especially names of people and DJs, but like some very famous DJ, it was the last night and we partied ass. Like, I mean, like fully raged the entire time. I can't remember who it was, but someone good. And then, yes, though, maybe. And then, um, and then I went to Barcelona with Nicole and then Nicole went home after like a day or two. And then I just kind of traveled around for a little bit by myself and then I came home. So, oh. yeah, it was good. So, so would you, were you, like, uh, maybe excited to do that second one that you didn't get onto, that most recent one of Vendettas? Or were you kind of just like, uh, you know, I'll accept I and, like, see? I wasn't even training. Like, I was I, – I, I got sick the last couple of years with uh, heavy metal poisoning. And so this is right before I got super sick, but I was already kind of feeling, like, off. And so I wasn't training as hard as I used to. And then – like, right after that is when I found out I had heavy metal poisoning, and I was, like, bedridden for almost two years until recently. So, I'm, like, just starting to work out again. And when I say just starting, I mean, like, I'm thinking about working out again. And um, and, <laughs> and so, um, but it started in here. Um, and so, it, it, I wasn't really disappointed because I guess I was, like, my, my, my butt hurt a little bit, you know. Like, really, you chose all these kids who, like, don't even live up to, like, how I saw myself and then you don't choose me and I'm right here. Uh, you know, like my ego was burned, but no, not, I didn't care. <laughs> so, so would you say like that challenge chapter for Kellyanne is like all, oh, but, um, closed? yeah, it's gone. I mean, I would do like maybe like a mini challenge, you know, like a champs versus stars, yeah. like a spinoff. Yeah, or, you know, like, honestly, they didn't let us eat what we want to eat. They kept telling, I don't eat pork, and they kept being like, that's not pork, it's beef, and then I eat it, and it'd be like, this is delicious, and they'd be like, oh, that's pork, and I'd be like, you told me it wasn't, you know? <laughs> so, like, I just think the freedom is really important. Like, I don't like, I don't want to torture myself. Now that's a million dollars, there's a higher chance, but they'd have to have, like, an adult version. I can't be hanging out with, like, 22-year-olds. That's why I'm surprised that Theresa's, like, interested in doing it with two kids. Like, I mean, maybe she's a couple years younger than me, but still, like, you're hanging out with these, like, children. You have children. It would just be difficult. Like, I'd be like an adult, you know? Like a wild. Mm -hmm. and, and, and these kids are silly, and they're dramatic, and I don't want to listen to them talk all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. well, let me ask you about, like, kind of these new kids that they're pulling out here in, like, the closing, which was, we talked about it earlier a little bit, how they're pulling from all these uh, networks and shows. What's your thoughts on them pulling from, like, because um, now, I mean, I'll ask you because it's actually crazy. I talked about it on here a bunch of times. They actually, for this uh, coming season, they actually pulled someone from America's Got Talent, a singer. That's <laughs> Yeah. I I don't know where they're getting their people from, and I hope that they're getting – I think it's great. I think it's great because I think that people are interested and they're getting to love these um, reality stars and that they, they want to see more of them, and it's cool to see them in a competition setting. I think that it should go further than MTV, I think, more like an ABC type thing, you know, even. But um, – but – of course, it's going to be as trash TV if it was ABC. But um, – 
uh, at the same time, I think it's kind of difficult because you have people who are really fans of certain shows. And so if you're doing shows from like so many different genres, it might be difficult to find a good fan base, you know? So I'm curious to see how that works out for him. But I love it. I love the people from the other country. I, I love all of it. Like, I, they're hilarious. I enjoy watching them. It makes me feel better when I'm not called because I'm like, well, I'm nothing like this. <laughs> you know? Any plans to uh, watch the season, potentially? It uh, airs a week from Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, last night I watched part of it because Derek wanted me to do a podcast and I had to, like, watch to, like, say what I thought of people. And I'm sure I'll... I'll be open to doing it if it's like on but I still sometimes do get a little anxiety watching it like (laughs) and and I guess man you know my ego does still kind of get stung a little bit so we'll see (laughs) well I actually do my own after shows on here and Nehemiah um, has joined Uh, me as well so (laughs) the invite's open for you in the future if you want to hop on here with uh, maybe me and Nehemiah both then we could uh to do it with you and Nehemiah. Nehemiah and I have a good time together. I actually was just mentioning him earlier. <laughs> well, uh, thank you again for joining me. I had a ton of fun chatting with you, and I uh, hope you did too, uh, reminiscing on some uh, maybe old times, right? Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> thank you, and uh, have a good one.